Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven Podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be talking about uh, Season 8, Episode 21 of 7th Heaven, the title of which is Lost and Found. Our IMDb user synopsis is, Ruthie and Peter get lost from their classmates on a school field trip. Kevin and Roxanne go undercover for a police assignment. Chandler struggles as a new parent. What was your first impression of this episode? Um, I really, I do have to say that I appreciated what this episode was trying to do because this came out in 2004, um, and a lot of it focuses on the plight of, um, the Lost Boys who came out of, like, the Sudanese Civil War, but I don't remember caring about the Sudanese Civil War until... Hot take. Until, like, two, later on in life. Like, I feel like it was, like, around 2000... When I was in college, so, like, 2008, 2009. Like, that's when it was pretty big. Um, But for seventh time to, like, tackle this in 2004, I think is really important. Um, But as it does with every episode it takes issue episodes with, um, they try to connect it to the Camden somehow. And this comparison was so off base and this, I didn't like, even realize they were trying to make a comparison um, well yeah well good <laughs> I like I realized it and then I just I, it did not sit well with me um, I think it's always good to like you know like your typical network audience like getting to see different stories being told that's great but mm, I don't know it fell flat all right so, should we get into the cold open? The, uh, Ruthie and Peter are on a field trip to the zoo. Where they've gone for the past million years, or so we gather. Yeah. Um, they, so, Ruthie starts talking weird, uh, in that she's like, do you ever think that we're in captivity? And, like, she talks about how school and home and stuff are, like, like cages, and they live in a zoo, and their parents are their zookeepers, and that they're, like, going to the slaughter. It's just, like, this whole... weird. Yeah, this whole thing about, like, being caged and stuff, which would be... I guess an interesting conversation to have if it didn't have anything to do with anything else. Um, meanwhile, a- Annie is making stew. That's all I got from that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's about it. Annie is preparing a stew. Um, and Chandler is doing his thing, being a parent to Jeffrey, driving him to school, yelling at him about keeping his seatbelt on. Letting him forget his lunch in the car. Nope, that's after the cold open. But that is it for the cold open. Gives us nothing. It was a very poor cold open. Right. It just made me hungry, honestly. So we'll get into the episode. I guess we're going to start again, well, in the same exact order, really, as we went for last episode. Yeah. I was going the furthest removed from what you think they want you to think the main storyline is right. to whatever you think they're trying to get you to think the main storyline is. Um, so that starts off with Martin, Martin and Cecilia, once again, if you can believe it, on a show about the Camden family. The two Cam, people who are not Camdens are the furthest removed. Um, so Martin and Cecilia have bas- are basically written up. Like the writers have written them a fight that doesn't make any sense. It's like a fight just to have a fight. Right. 
Um, so the fight is that Martin, they don't see each other that often because Cecilia's working. And, and Martin, Martin has baseball. So they, Cecilia's like, well, why don't you, like, Martin starts it by saying, why don't you just call in for sick or don't go to work? And she's like, it's work. I can't do that. And so she's like, why don't you call in sick for baseball practice? And he's like, it's baseball practice. I can't do that. <laughs> and that is the basis of their fight. Like, that's it. Yeah. Um, later on, we catch up with Martin after baseball practice. Uh, we have a guest appearance by Mac, as well as the coach, um, where Martin had a very bad baseball practice. He almost killed the equipment manager by hitting him in the butt with a ball. And the coach yells at him for, like, being too focused on girls or something. So, I don't know, Martin's, like, angry about all that or something. He, he's like, uh, girls, <laughs> they ruin lives. Him and Mac have that conversation. Um, so I think Cecilia, like, takes a break during work and calls Martin to be like, I'm sorry about snapping at you. And they're, like, starting to have some sort of reconciliation, but as soon as that happens, um, Cecilia's dad shows up, like, ominously, because he doesn't say anything. Yeah, while she's on the phone and she's just like, okay, Martin, I've got to go by. <laughs> Um, and then later, uh, Martin is so fed up that he actually shows up at the school while she's working. And again, they try to talk about the fact that, um, I don't know, I actually don't know what they're trying to talk about, because what is this fight about? Like, It's about not seeing each other enough? And again, Cecilia's dad shows up and stops the conversation, saying that she's, he's not paying Cecilia to talk to her boyfriend, he's paying her to work. Um, this whole, like, working thing, like, what a person's job is, is the other theme of the episode. So I guess that's how it connects. But I don't really know. It still kind of looks like there's trouble in paradise, which is completely made up for <laughs> Cecilia and Martin. But, yeah, they don't really have a conclusion to their drama. Drama. Okay, so the next furthest removed, as it was last episode, is, of course, Chandler and Jeffrey, because two other people who are not related to the Camdens. Um, I don't even know. Like, Chandler is like... Jeffrey didn't do his homework. Jeffrey didn't do his homework is the big crux of this, I don't know, storyline. And he's, like, making excuses about, do I have to do this until college or through college? And, like, the lights hurt my eyes. And homework, <laughs> you know, kids. Um, and Chandler basically is like, look, my job is this, and this is how I make money, and this is how I put a roof over my head and eat food and stuff, but your job is to go to school, and you get all that shit for free, so do it. <laughs> um, and that's really it. And again, that's the only way it connects to like the larger theme, and that again, it's about like what the per like what a person's place is, like what their jobs are. I don't know what I, I don't get it. Like why do an entire episode about jobs? Jabs. <laughs> um I'll stop saying jobs. Work. Jabs. <laughs> um but yeah that's it and I don't uh, know. Jeffrey's Jeffrey is still un unemployed. Yeah, Jeffrey's still un unemployed and also Chandler, I guess, is, like, having parenting pains or growing pains yeah, or something. Yeah, like, he, he, like, complains to the Rev about, like, oh, and this takes up so much of my time parenting. Like, it's a hard time balancing. So yeah. I guess there's, like, a, a shout-out to parents for parenting and also living lives. Though, do parents really have lives? Write in. Write in. Let <laughs> us know. Do you have lives Kim as gmail.com. <laughs> um... So, I think we're going to talk about... I think we are, too. Lucy and Kevin. Yeah. Okay. So, guess what we're bringing back that we thought was finally over? 
Lucy's the worst. Right. Well, actually, no. I was going to bring back the fact that Lucy's jealous of Roxanne. They're bringing that that back. Oh, I thought they were best friends again. I know. They were just talking in the last episode about their next pizza date. So, uh, basically, um, they, okay. Okay, first I just want to quickly go through the logic of why, um, Luce, uh, Roxanne and Kevin are doing plain code, plain code stakeout undercover work. So wait, first of all, yes, Roxanne, Roxanne and Kevin are assigned to do plain clothes work for like a week or something because, because it, the police department is worried that if they keep police officers in the roles that they are assigned and trained for, that they will get stale in their work. And th- so they're moving them around and having them do other things that they aren't trained for in. And it's all, I'm like, how does that make any sense? Um, so he's, you know, changing into normal clothes and he's really, oh, and then they have this whole, th- oh God, this is going to be a bit, um, this might be isolating, but they have this whole thing about how wearing a cop uniform is really tough <laughs> for police officers. Um, we have opinions, guys. And We're they're sorry. Like, they're like, people either love us or they hate <laughs> us. And a lot, like, it's, it's just people emot- like emoting at them all the time because they're wearing uniforms. Um, so apparently they hold attention <sighs> in their bodies when they're wearing their uniforms. So they're changing into plain clothes and they're going to, on a stakeout. And right before they leave... Um, Roxanne very helpfully leans down and shows <laughs> she's wearing the sweater that shows absolutely no cleavage, but they they zoom in on it like we're supposed to notice something, and there's nothing there. And predictably, Lucy's like, "Oh, that's a pretty not plain sweater you're wearing," and she's Roxanne's like, "Thanks." So Lucy's jealous again. Um, and she goes complaining to her mother about, oh, is married life just doing laundry and cooking and then dying? And then Annie says, oh, no, there's also irony, which is a pretty good one for yeah. the Seventh Heaven writers. But, uh, yeah, so then they start talking about their jobs. Like, Annie is like, well, it's your job as a wife or some bullshit. And then Lucy leaves her, her and Kevin's laundry for Annie to do, even though they're grown-ass adults. Well, like, the, so Annie's like, you know, I don't think Kevin, like, Kevin's obviously doing work and making money, and he do, does as much laundry as you do, and Lucy's like, yeah, but it's the principal, like, they're just running around together, so we know that she's not upset about the work that he's doing, or the fact that she's relegated to, I guess, like, housewife? Domestic life. Yeah, where, and he's, like, doing an exciting job, which, like, you're going to school, Lucy, and you've been in school for God knows how long. Well, she's or apparently only 19 or 20, so <laughs> she can't have been in, in uh, school for that long. She's had so much happen in her life for such a young age. Um, man, Lucy. Uh, so, later on, well, I guess we should talk about the stakeout. Um, there's an interesting conversation that happens between Kevin and Lucy, which I think is supposed to be comedy because they're finishing each other's sentences, but isn't comedy because they're finishing each other's sentences. Uh, at the stakeout, they're like, oh, being on patrol is the worst, but sitting here in the car staring at one location for hours on end is definitely better. Um, go- no, Roxanne and Kevin. You yeah. kept saying Lucy and oh, Kevin were say, finishing oh, each bad. other's sentences, and I was like, which conversation is that? My bad. My bad. I meant Roxanne and Kevin. Um, 
Yeah, so that's happening. Lucy, back home, is like, oh, no, I got mad at Kevin for no reason. Let's apologize with a pie that I didn't bake. Yeah, so she takes Annie's pecan pie, and she's like, I'm going to go bring this to Kevin and Roxanne to apologize. Of course, later on in the day, Kevin and Roxanne are complaining to each other about how Roxanne is like, my butt hurts, and Kevin's like, my butt hurts. And then Roxanne is like, I really need a foot rub. And Kevin is like, I need a neck rub. So they're like, okay, if you rub my feet, I'll rub your neck. And of course, Lucy walks up as Kevin begins to rub Roxanne's feet, and is, and then she just smashes the pecan pie that she didn't bake on the windshield. And walks off. And walks away. Um... I don't. Like, you clearly knew exactly what was going to happen as soon as they started talking about it. Especially because they gave us this, like, arbitrary view of Roxanne with her eyes closed moaning (laughs) (laughs) in pleasure (laughs) because of the foot rub that is apparently so good that um, Kevin should get a commendation from the police department. I don't know. Why? Why are they doing this again? We've done. We've gone over this. Because like Roxanne's on her way out, and they're just like, let's just give her one more fling <laughs> with Kevin. With, yeah, why not? That would have been much better than whatever the fuck just happened. Anyway, Roxanne and Kevin are sent home because of the pie incident. <laughs> Apparently, the pie caught the attention of potential burglars, and now they can't do the stakeout. Oh yeah, the stakeout for, was for a jewelry mart. If anybody was interested, um, we get back home. And also, this isn't resolved either. Lucy what? and Kevin's fight. Oh, yeah. They just kind of end it. We don't see them, like, fixing things between each other. What? Seventh Heaven, you're doing everything wrong. You're supposed to end episodes with things being resolved. Yeah. You're not doing it. Especially because you're going into a season finale. Can't do that. Well, maybe it's all going to explode in the season finale. Ooh. Lies and rumors are going to be <laughs> all over Glen Oak. Yes. Uh... So that's Kevin and Lucy. Um, the now we get to the main storyline. <laughs> um, okay. So. So there's a hot dog cart involved. <laughs> yeah. I'm good Pro hot dog. Okay, look. I love hot dogs as much as the next person. But this entire episode, like, hinges on the hot dogs. So they're done at the zoo, right? Peter and Ruthie are done at the zoo. And... They're ready to board the bus. But... Then they see a hot dog stand. And um, then they get distracted, like any human being. <laughs> right. And they're like, let's go get the hot dogs, because the bus never leaves on time. We won't miss the bus. Guess what happens, folks? Dun, dun, dun. They miss the bus. They don't even show us the hot dogs. That's the thing. Oh, they eat the hot dogs before we ever get to see, see them. Yeah. Um, now, they bring up, which I didn't think they were going to, but they bring up the fact that Peter was recently in trouble. They don't talk about drinking. They don't say drinking or alcohol or anything. Peter's just like, oh, I was just in trouble. I'm going to be in trouble again. And then Ruthie's just like, well, I'm going to be in trouble. Just normal trouble. (laughs) Right. Uh, so Peter's like, let's, we're, you know, you wanted to not be stuck in a cage and you wanted a life of no structure. So here's our chance. Let's try to navigate our own way home. So the zoo is not the Glen Oak Zoo. It's a zoo that is a couple of hours away. The San Diego Zoo. Yes, that's what we're going to... That's a famous zoo. No, no, no. Yeah, it is, but like... When, what, you did some history research. I did, I did. The, the Lost Boys were... um, All right, well, let's get to why that's relevant. We think it's the San Diego Zoo. It's a very bad depiction of the San Diego Zoo, but we think it's the San Diego Zoo. Um, so we get fun times of uh, Peter and Ruthie... Getting on and off different buses. 
Um, and apparently they get on and off five wrong buses, which ends up spending all their money. So now they don't have any money. This, of course, would have be bet would have not been a problem if either of them had a cell phone. Well, wait, it's two thousand what? Four. Oh, okay, yeah, they sh- one of them maybe should have a cell phone by now. Yeah, uh, Peter at least. We know the Camdens are like prehistoric, <laughs> yes. but um, so they are like we we can't do this anymore. We can't do this by ourselves. We might as well go to the police or get help from someone. Ruthie then turns and sees. Uh, two black men walking on the sidewalk, and she's like, they're going to help us. Now. Said no white girl ever. Right. Kudos to Seventh Heaven for being colorblind, and kudos to Seventh Heaven for just going for it and not going to, like, the trope of you see black men on the street and you cross the street or, like, you get scared or whatever. Good. Great. Um, But also... Not real. Not an accurate depiction of what, like, a 14-year-old, like... Like Ruthie Camden would actually do, like, you know, daughter of a preacher gonna be like, oh, that's probably who's gonna help us. We do have like the other side of it with Peter being a bit hesitant, being like, are you sure these are the people we're supposed to be talking to? So, you know, racism, it exists. Um, so Ruthie goes up to them and she goes, hi, I'm Ruthie, I'm Peter, we're lost, can you help us? And the two men say, hi, I'm Jacob, I'm uh, Nicodemus, Nicodemus, and we're the Lost Boys. Cut to commercial. <laughs> I, this is, I think, my one major problem with Seventh Heaven and the writers Just of Seventh Heaven. Just the one? I have, like, a lot, but, like, one of my biggest problems, and that, like, goes through seasons and stuff, is their lack of I, any idea about how real human beings interact with each other. Like, <laughs> like we're the Lost Boys. You're supposed to know what that means. Or, like, you, you don't go up to people. Like, I don't know. Like, there's, just that's not how you have conversations. And I know that, like, we live in a different time now where you don't use the phone or whatever, but also that's not how you have conversations. <laughs> um, so we learn that they have a cell phone because they're actual human beings. Um, and they call, uh, and they, uh, Ruthie uses the phone to call the Rev and Annie. And meanwhile, the Rev and Annie have been wor- looking, yeah, you know, worried about Ruthie and Peter. And there's like a backside storyline about like the Rev having work to do and Annie having work to do and whose work is more important. Um, and the Rev, when he hears the term Lost Boys, immediately knows what that is. Like, sighs a sigh of relief. And he's like, oh, thank God. Thank God the Lost Boys are there. And, uh, he runs off to go get them. And we have some scenes of Ruthie and Peter with the Lost Boys talking about why they're called the Lost Boys and et cetera, et cetera. And how hungry Ruthie and Peter are. So... This is the comparison that Seventh Heaven tries to do, which is a massive stretch. So, in the episode, we have them being lost. They have no friends or family around them. Uh, They're hungry, and they're wandering around with no money. Um, Like, trying to get home, right? Uh, So then the Lost Boys are like, well, we're the Lost Boys because, because of the Sudanese Civil War... We were separated from our families, and we wandered around the African continent. Like, they, there's a story about them walking all the way to Kenya, trying to find food, trying like trying to get their like get back to their families, and that is the, the comparison, obviously. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I'm gonna, gonna say no. Yeah. We're gonna stop you right there, Seventh <laughs> Heaven, and say no. <laughs> That's not how that works. Um, there is an interesting article I read about this specific episode that said that they needed the, like, suburban, 
the, any the person watching the show to relate to the Lost Boy somehow. So they did that through Ruthie Camden's story about being lost in the big bad city. Um, and you know what? No, <laughs> it didn't work. It, it did, first of all, it didn't work, and also too, you didn't need that. Anyway, so like just to just to wrap this garbage up. Yeah. The Rev comes. He thanks the. The, the Lost Boys for, you know, keeping Ruthie and Peter safe. While offers they, to give them money. Offers to give them money, and they're like, no, just say prayers for, like, you know, peace in our country. And the end of and, and, and to take slavery. Oh, and the end of slavery. And the Rev is just like... Speechless. Okay. Um, uh, so then we cut to, well, like, they go home, and Annie is like, what was going on? And the Rev is like, it's a long story. I'll explain. And then we see this sermon... Um, where the Rev is just like, you know, some days my wife asks me to pick up the dry cleaning and it feels like it's just the worst thing in the world. But now I know there are worse things in the world than picking up the dry cleaning. So, and at the end of the episode, you have a link to the web, to a website, Lost Boys of Sudan, and you also have pictures of, like, the plight of the Lost Boys as well as pictures... The actual men who were in this episode. And also then, like, their success stories in that they got resettled in the U.S. in 2001, so there's a bunch of pictures of them, like, living their lives in the U.S. Um, again, it's great for exposure, etc., but it's not good with the rest. Like, the, the ex- execution was horrible. Yes. Um, I do really appreciate that they got uh, legitimate real-life Lost Boys to play themselves on the show. I'm sorry they had to do that. I'm sorry you were <laughs> subject to that. Might be the, being on Seventh Heaven might have been the worst thing <laughs> I ever lived through. Um, but and also like great that you were able to tell your stories. Uh, that's like that. That's fantastic. It just I think they were trying to like get more advocacy out of this episode, but like you can't do that. Yeah. I don't. It was it fell flat again. Always falling I'm flat. It, I'm gonna give it a two. Yeah, I. I don't know. That foot rub is really something. <laughs> that was um, the most erotic moment on Seventh Heaven yet. And that cleavage shot. I mean, <laughs> wow. Uh, that should be the screenshot. <laughs> are we going to put that? Maybe we'll put that on the internet. Maybe that'll be on the internet somewhere. Uh, I'm going to give it a 2.5. All right. So if you would like to listen to our new content, you can listen every Wednesday and Saturday at soundcloud.com slash camdencast on the Apple iTunes podcast app on Stitcher and that's it uh, and then you can also see possibly Roxanne's cleavage on our uh, Twitter and Instagram definitely her O face when she's getting her foot rub though <laughs> and there and our handles on Twitter and Instagram are at Camden Cast Show um, you can find us at facebook.com slash camdencast or you can email us at camdencast at gmail.com I'm Erin I'm Tanvi this is Camden Cast <laughs> <laughs>